We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into your Sunday Things I Think I Know About the Cleveland Browns edition. Crossover style, all eyes on Cleveland. I'm Brad Warden. Of course, the OBR film breakdown and the great Jake Burns, like we do every Sunday, here to break it down for you and give you some things that are at the top of mind for both of us every week. Uh, both of us writing over at the OBR, Jake doing some fantastic work this week, and uh, I have some stuff coming out as well, so make sure you're peeping everything going on at the Orange and Brown Report. How are we doing today, Jake? We're good, man. I'm going away for the weekend, so to give everybody a heads up in case anything you know, off the wall happens, we're recording this on Wednesday night out in front of the weekend here a little bit, so like I said, if there's been some sort of not saying it. I'm not even going to say it, Brad. I'm just going to say if there's been any newsworthy <laughs> pieces of information since we're recording this on Wednesday, we'll we'll cover it at some point. But uh, we're here to have a little bit of a fun topic today for your Sunday entertainment. I'm good though, Brad. Man, I'm I'm tired. I'm getting ready for uh, a trip away, but you know how that goes. Yeah, man. Like vacations though, when you have kids, uh, you're experienced now, but you're 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 on the other end of the spectrum. But it's like it feels like you're just watching your kids in a different house. You're just. Uh, traveling somewhere to, to watch your kids in a different location so i don't know how relaxing this is going to be yeah but nonetheless uh by this time when you're listening to this on sunday uh, maybe the batteries are recharged or the batteries are drained i don't know maybe they're drained in just a different way here's the key to these things right like and uh i've learned this over the years and i i don't know do you have someone going with you that can watch the kids when you go out in the evening? That's a great question. Um, th- there is not. We're, we're going with another couple who have a, who has a young daughter. that are, are So we have two boys, both of which love their daughter. So we don't have someone specifically to watch the kids, but they have at least a play partner, so that'll help a little bit. Okay. And we got some creative things to give the parents some time away both the dads and the moms we'll figure that out on the fly so it's not going to be 
uh, a way to get away. But you're right. Taking like a grandma with us. Yes. Always a really good idea uh, to give yourself uh, some breathing room here and there. But now this one, I don't think this is a vacation the wife and I are going into thinking, yeah, this is going to be super relaxing. We're going to have to be on our toes. We do get to drop the puppy off okay. over at my parents' house. So that helps a little bit because that dude is a wild He's a wild beast. He's a wild beast. Okay, so that helps. That alleviates. Yeah, yeah. One thing I've learned, you know, I've been been on a number of vacations, but you know, I've figured out that the, you know, in weighing the pros and cons of bringing an in law, um, speaking of a specific person, but I don't want to name him right now. (laughs) You know, of bringing her along, it, it, it benefits very much so in the evenings when you can get away and go have your own vacation time with the uh with the missus if you you know you have somebody there to watch the young ones it's just a yep. a tip to those of you out there the young children going on vacation try to bring a, uh, bring a built-in pro, built-in babysitter works nicely pro family yeah pro parent podcast yep. piece of advice dropped on your first sunday just throw it out so, there so uh yeah well brad let's talk about uh Let's talk about our topic, which again I think is kind of funky, but uh, we we are looking for certain things. Is is again, don't never hesitate. To, if you guys out there have any you know ideas or anything, never hesitate to send those over. We're always looking for ideas of what to talk about during the downtimes of uh, of the off season. But I actually think there's a fun one here based on what we've seen from OTAs. I know earlier this week uh, in podcasts I've covered what happened, things I think we saw that are going to translate into this 23 version of the team on both sides of the football. But there's a topic that I think never, never gets discussed enough. And we're going to hit on that today. So yeah, feel free to introduce it, Brad. And let's roll. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, every year we have our camp darlings. There's always somebody um, that just lights the world on fire at camp. And I think this happens all around the NFL, right? So you get like this buzz around somebody that's just, uh, you know, they're playing exceptionally and, um, you know, there, there's highlights of them leak onto, you know, social media on our, you know, and they start to gain some steam and then, you know, get another one the next day and the next day. And I think we're seeing that with through two weeks of OTAs, I think that we have a, a camp darling already, Jake, in Marquise Goodwin, who has been, uh, all over the uh, highlights, making it their way to uh, Twitter in videos. Long ball today. He's had a couple good catches. Two of them, yeah, actually, uh, a couple touchdowns, uh, making some really good catches, finding himself open often and targeted often by Watson. So, not that it means a damn thing, but uh, so far, Goodwin looks to be the leader in the clubhouse. Now we have some picks as well. Um, yeah. that we think will emerge as Camp Darlings. But let's go through the past Camp Darlings just to prove, you know, how much these uh, pay off in the end, right? So, uh, and how how much they mean. Uh, <laughs> last... Well, if we're talking offense, who who do you think it was offensively last year that, that, that comes to mind? Uh, I, I remember Jakeem Grant yeah. getting a lot of buzz before the Achilles. Yep. Uh, he was catching some like, is this guy is gonna is he gonna be a receiving threat? Yeah, and, you know, Jakeem had not been a receiving threat for years, but uh, yeah, there was even. I think let me let me say real quick, there was. I don't want Marquise to feel like like he is he, he's blowing up. This is a fine line. There's a fine line between like Camp Darling in a way that 
is uh is like a udfa is is not likely to make the roster or have an impact and like i think marquise had a great year with seattle last year before he got hurt like i think yeah there's a real chance for him to come in he's gonna make the roster and be effective barring something crazy here but yeah i think he's gonna be effective i don't know if he's gonna have six five six touchdowns like he had last year but if today's any indication he's He's running really well, and he yeah. is uh, still doing the things that have, have earned him different contracts over the years. So uh, he has potential, but kind of there's there's levels to this, right? There's levels to like a, a rookie coming in and doing their thing or, or a UDFA kind of just being a nice story, right? So like, uh, you know, Jakeem Grant was one last year. If you're talking about in games last year, preseason games, training camp, I thought Jerome Ford generated a lot of buzz. He did. Last year is sort of a sort of a camp darling who there's a wide receiver last year. D- Dalen Baldwin, I think had some moments yeah. in camp in the preseason last year. Um, anybody else from last year come to mind for you? Well, I, I had said like, I kind of remember, I know DPJ two years ago, but I think last year mm-hmm. too, like he's just kind of he been did. a camp darling both years. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. he, and it's translated right. Yes, both years, yes. ironically. So we're almost counter. counter yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, he has been, a guy that's been buzzed. I don't remember there being like a ton of offensive line buzz no. on these. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think people were like, Oh, postage looks really good. I don't, I don't recall no. that. Um, don't think there's any of that. Like this year, offensive line wise, I could definitely see people being like, man, Luke Whipler's got a chance. Postage took the day off. <laughs> Offense didn't look any different with him at center. Yeah. He's he's one that stands out to me. I don't. I feel like Dewan Jones is going to be the the flip side of this, where people are very worried about him. Yeah. Right? There's going to yeah. be a bunch of that. That's what I vibe up. But sure. anyone else come to mind for the offensive side? We're not going to do good one because that's low hanging fruit. But I just kind of like this game of yeah. Uh, look at this guy. You you have one, and then I'll share mine. Go ahead. Yeah, so my guy that I think that we will see and begin to view as a camp darling as we get into mandatory mini camp and then uh of course real camp right uh which is only and not far off now i mean seriously this this off season is going to fly by jake we're going to blink and it's going to be september but um cedric tillman is going to be i just can see the hype uh you know around him getting very like cuz he already has uh, we've already seen a few highlights of him making good catches and he high points the ball and you know how camp is kind of set up that you know nobody's really going to contest you on these so you could see him going up and making a lot of catches and becoming kind of a camp darling in himself a la dpj i think you're right he has a real chance to to blow up and i think it's because he's good yeah i think he's going to have yeah. a, he has going he's going to be a nice ball player uh, again on the wide receiver side they have not really brought in many new young wide receivers in terms of like the UDFA market or anything like that for those guys to take off. I do think there's going to be just a lot of Elijah Moore buzz. So for um, sure. again, another guy that doesn't really fit the out of nowhere uh, spectrum here. If there is a guy, and again, the offense has so many known entities here that they there's very v- little wiggle room for like a, a UDFA or fringe out of nowhere guy to catch on and uh, pop off i do think that there's going to be one of the running backs like either jerome ford or Demetric felton are going to be like people are like oh okay yeah i see it they can do it yeah. right there's going to yeah. be strong ones there <laughs> I, but i think if there's one i feel really confident about people being 
being uh, certain on. It's uh, it's Jordan Akins. I think he's going to make some plays in camp. He's going to have some preseason moments where where people are going to be like, oh man, is is this guy going to take snaps from David and Joku this year? Like I just he's that good as a pass catcher and athletic yes uh, player on the field that I think that people are going to be uh, just just saying sort of the wrong put it that way saying the wrong things about uh, who he is. He's not a blocker. He's not a very good blocker. Right. Wide receiver all that stuff that switched over to tight end. He, he, he doesn't do a lot of the stuff that they want, you know, the full-time tight end doing so, uh, but he's going to have moments as a receiver where people are going to be, you know, saying these things about, yeah. oh, you could just keep him and let Njoku go after the yeah. season. I can just see the words kind of being written in the, yeah. the tweets being made and all that goofy stuff. So, so I guess if I had to rank them, I'd go Aikens um on my side because i think tillman's a great answer so i i would go akins and then i would go um secondary player uh the backup of this whole thing would probably be i think like Demetric felton has a chance to really yeah. catch some buzz when they're talking about a guy catching the football out of the backfield why haven't they done this from the beginning he can be a he could be duke johnson jr right like i feel like <laughs> some of that stuff's gonna be it's gonna be out there just put it out there now yeah um i agree that uh it's first of all i think akins is a great choice because uh, a lot of people don't really know what to expect from him probably like mm-hmm. not a household name by any stretch of the imagination but uh, you know we'll quickly see that he is very good uh at catching the ball and uh, as a receiver so um love that ad by the way and yes i think yeah. he fits in to that uh Camp Darling mold as well. And then I agree that one of the backs, whether it be Felton or Ford, is going to be depicted as, you know, the next great thing coming uh, for sure. Uh, Just out of sure opportunity sake, right? Um, I I dig it. The offense, again, the offense has so many familiar faces that when you're picking the newer faces, most of them are not like, I could see them doing this, that, or the other. It's just they're they're mostly guys that are, you know, have been around. I mean, I, I Dorian, Dorian Thompson Robinson could too, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there's going to be some veterans that people are f- sort of forgetting here. I think Aiken stands out, kind of mesh perfectly with what what Goodwin will be too. Where agreed, I could see this guy having 500 year or 500 yards or something. Yeah. Like, and he could. Yeah. He could. Definitely. I just think he's going to catch a lot of people by surprise who are used to what they've seen here. Absolutely. So, we have our, you know, we have our early camp darling Marquise Goodwin and then uh Jake chooses uh Aikens. I go with Tillman. Both good choices, I think. Uh we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break, come back and do the defensive side of the ball. Uh the way too early Training Camp Darlings here are OTAs on Things I Think I Know. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com And we're back. I'm Brad Ward. That's Jake Burns. This is the uh, All Eyes on Cleveland OBR Film Breakdown crossover that you get every Sunday from us. Uh, Jake, we're going to the defensive side of the ball, Camp Darlings. I'm going to let you go first here uh, with who you think is the defensive Camp Darlings. Well, first of all, who in the past has been our defensive camp darlings. I feel like I feel like D'Anthony Bell was it last yes. year, and he was like the definition of it, right? A UDFA who has a really strong camp and preseason performance and makes the roster. So there's a chance he continues, and people are like, who's the fourth safety? Well, and, you know, D'Anthony Bell played really well again uh, in preseason and all that. There's a chance there. Um, but he was definitely it last year. I think two years ago – it was um, uh, not, uh, three years ago. Rookie year, Mac Wilson was a lot of buzz about Mac Wilson. I remember that when he won like the rookie of the. They do that goofy media award where they give it to the best rookie training camp. I think. Yep. He won it there. Um, I don't remember two years ago who who would have been, no. and I could just be blanking on this right now. But I feel like um, one year, it, it, Jacob Phillips was all the hype. Like. Uh... Am I imagining? No, that? I think you're right. I think you're right. The, people are kind of always looking for linebacker safeties, sort of thing to yeah to pop. AJ Green had a little run, yeah, right that got him on the roster. Yeah, uh, he had a nice performance, so that again caught on. Uh, the defense is just a bit more inclined to like guys coming out of nowhere, yes. to, to make a to make a splash. And there's a lot of options this year. I mean, there's so many moving parts. If like if we're looking for just one guy on that side, I mean, you could, you could name so many that are going to have an opportunity to show out and give themselves an opportunity, like a real opportunity to make the roster. Uh, if I had to pick one, I think I'm not going to pick a rookie, which is a little bit surprising. Perhaps I'm going to go with, uh, I think Alex Wright has a chance to sort of turn heads in the right direction after the oddity that was his first year in the NFL. Again, he's just a massive dude. And the way that they are talking about him, uh, and especially like I wrote the other day with with Jim Schwartz, um, uh, 
you know, talking about him as a guy that's caught their eye this off season. I just think if they're going to move him inside some and, and move him around, he has a chance to in games, preseason games and camp, like, you know, camp is just like, well, you know, this guy had a good day. That guy had a good day. Yeah. He stands out to me as a guy. Um, I know Charlie, I, th- I think it's Charlie Thomas is, uh, the Georgia Tech UDFA linebacker, he has had some buzz uh, from the UDFA market uh, about. I think I think he, like I said, I think he came out of Georgia Tech. Uh, Charlie Thomas the third. So okay. keep an eye on him. That's a name to watch as somebody who's making plays. Uh, and then the only other guy from the UDFA side was Lonnie Phelps. I thought had a chance. The uh, all go all effort what about, Kansas uh, Miami Ohio product. So those are the. The guys, but if I had to pick one, it would be like, man, Alex Wright, strong second year, strong second year camp is the is the is a sort of thing I think has a chance to catch on. Yeah, um, I think that's a very good choice, especially you know uh, if they use him a little differently and he looks, yeah, you know, there's a there's a definitely a narrative there that people I think will easily get behind because of you know the narrative was so poor coming in, right? Like, uh, it always feels like if you get any sense of, uh, an extreme, the other direction, that's something that people can really get behind. Right. Um, the, uh, my thoughts are kind of, well, first I, I wanted to ask you this. What about Diabate? Uh, what, an interesting one, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I need to see first how they're going to use him. He he was more of like a hybrid rush guy. Yeah. Uh, in, in Florida before he then went to Utah, uh, a guy they seem to like. Uh, so so yeah, I, he's um he's certainly on the radar, and you wouldn't be wrong for having him in your uh, if you have him in your whatever our power our fake power rankings here for camp darlings. I think he's got a chance okay. if he's uh, if they're you know Schwartz again talking about defense and what's coming and what's being forecasted, talking about wanting to be a five down team and bring five people as often as they can because they trust their corners on islands and stuff. If you're, if you're wanting to be playing a guy who's a bit of a rush backer, right. Can be a creative with him. He stands out as one of those is a two forty off the ball on the ball experience, rush experience. Um, so yeah, keep, keep an eye. It's Mahmoud Diabate yeah. is, uh, is, is his, his name in case you guys out there don't know it all too. Well. I did some stuff on him with the, uh, you did the, uh, pre-draft or post sorry post-draft get to know process uh draft introduction series so uh, an interesting career didn't perform quite as well as he wanted to but a great athlete so he's one that uh on the udfa angle could be could be up there he could have a good run yeah the other one uh there's uh, the these are not my choice these are just kind of like honorable mentions i think that are worth mentioning mm-hmm. is you know a name uh, a trendy name that probably everybody thought was going to get drafted but is in camp and fills that you know hey who's going to be the four safety Ronnie Hickman could end up being mm-hmm. uh, a big buzz guy i think yeah hickman's got a good chance he's he like you said he was a potential 6th 7th round guy yeah. they like him uh just depends on how well the athleticism translates and how how well some of these guys i will say they have a decent chance because it's not as difficult a system to learn in the secondary. So some of these young guys might be able to come in and, and impress a little more than you think in terms of picking up the types of coverages they're running uh, right away and maybe, maybe show out. So yeah, Hickman should be a guy that we're thinking of. I mean, it's three safeties that we know are going to make it. Then you're fighting like the Anthony bell, 
uh, Tanner McAllister, yep. you know, uh, the Ohio State duo that they brought in. So, yep. yeah, Hickman's uh, is right there in that thick of that battle. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, Cam Mitchell, I think, is a good player and he'll make some plays. And, you know, I obviously their corners are pretty much set. I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting today, you know, Ward mentioning that he was playing in the slot at times. It seems like they may be kind of rotating that responsibility somewhat. Um, seems like it. Yeah. yeah, maybe not on a snapped down basis, yeah. but, uh, but a game by game fit thing, which I'm into. Yeah. Should be doing that. Yeah. Um, and the other, this is a kind of a wild card name that just came to me. I didn't go over this with you. And I, this still isn't my choice. I'll get to it though here in a second. I'm <laughs> taking forever here, but there's a lot of choice, other names to choose. One that I think is really interesting is uh, Chris Westry from uh, Baltimore, right? Like, yeah. has played some. Has some playing experience. He's a long body, right? Like he can run. He's a, he he's can an run. Dude. He feels like a guy that could impress uh, in camp, um, and has some oomph behind it because he he's played some big downs in big games. Yeah, he's an athletic dude. So, like I said, it's all about if they're going to be aggressive in coverage, they're going to put more guys in more island based situation. Who can handle that? If you can't handle that. Uh, then then that is uh, where the way you will fall out of favor quickly. But if you can and you catch his eye, this is a this is the first training camp for Schwartz. So it's like a very, mm-hmm. very clean slate situation here for, for almost all of these guys. So uh, if you have the athleticism to stick with people on an island and you can play specials and you can run and get to places other guys can't, then, yeah, you have a chance. And he has every bit of the athletic traits you would look for there. So I will finally get to my <laughs> – my my defensive prediction for Camp Darling, and it's going to be Rodney McLeod. Um, a, you know, we know how the defense kind of comes along quicker than the offense here in, in camp, sort of, right? Um, and uh, he has an advantage over everybody in that he's played in this for Schwartz before. Um, he already had an interception, right, for example, in camp that yeah. got Schwartz caught on noted. film. Yeah, Schwartz has noted that he's the yeah the guy with experience on the system, and it's showing. Yes, and so. so I think that that leads to him being like, "Hey, you know, Rodney McLeod going to be a he, every down safety? Is he going to start this year? Is he starting over Grant Delpit? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, yeah. There's some of that. He'll be good. He's he, but he is good. Like he, he is can good. play. Yeah. And he's stuck around the NFL for this long. He had a, a big role for the Colts. Now a bit more of a forward approach positionally than he's ever had in his career he was up near the line of scrimmage a lot a change from his yeah they'll they'll, yeah they'll use him man he's gonna be everywhere they're gonna use him all over the defense and like you said they should he's good and he knows what he's doing and exactly what schwartz wants done and there's a huge level of respect there between schwartz and mcleod that's gonna be hard for him to not see the field you know as as that additional player especially in the early downs so yeah uh, I think that'll see itself render a lot of snaps quickly for him. Yeah, you know, you hear Schwartz talk about his favorite defenses, and he, who was the guy he talked about with the Eagles? Um, was his guy that, Jenkins? Maybe yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, uh, that he trusted, and that was out there, and it's like the spirit of the defense and his leader, and kind of his coach on the field, and it feels like he's kind of leaning on Rodney that way a little bit here. Yeah, uh, in the yeah. early going, so. And he and he did in Philly too. Yes. It's it's certainly worth noting. I know that he stuck around. McLeod stuck around after Schwartz, but uh, when he was there, I mean, they overlapped three three years, I believe. And yeah. he was 
a big part of it, man. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's just, it's hard to see that, that secondary. I like, I like Grant and I like Juan, but I, I expect him to play quite a bit, man. Me too. Me too. But I, I do think that, uh, there will be some narratives around how much he is playing and how well he is mm-hmm. doing in, in camp for sure. Yep. I like that pick though. It's a good one. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Good win. Uh, you know, uh, Falling into Leader good, in the clubhouse. good graces already in the club, in the club, the club too. I think that those are our two real like yeah clubhouse if, if leaders. If we're doing this, uh, doing this goofiness in 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 uh, in real time here, I do I do think that those are the two guys right now that lead the way for for uh, most buzz surrounding camp performances. Yeah. And we're not even we haven't even done mini camp, no. so we're saying off season performances. OTA right? so, darling, yeah. <laughs> OTA darlings, yes. but but eventually these OTA darlings turn into mini camp and training camp. We're not far. I mean, it's a it's a, these 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 months are tough, right? We'll, we're in June now, and essentially we'll be in July. But late July, it's here, so it's like it'll be it'll be quick, man. It'll be it'll be a lot quicker than people no people think, like, even though it's it's got a lull here. It's like six weeks after mini camp, and they're back this year, which is crazy because it's I think it's like the twenty second or something of July. So. Yeah. It's early because of the yep. early start yep. for the Hall of Fame game and all that stuff. So fun, Brad. Good exercise, man. Hold us to this. We'll circle back and check it out. And I will. If we're right, we'll bring it up. We're going to definitely bring up that we were right. But if it's somebody off the beaten path, we'll forget we ever did this podcast. <laughs> That's how it goes. Conveniently. All right. Yep. Yeah, very good stuff. Hey, uh, I hope that uh, when people are listening to this, you are having a fantastic time with loved ones and uh, enjoying a wonderful weekend uh you deserve it the relaxation and the getaway so uh while uh those of us uh listen to this you uh are enjoying yourself i hope so uh this has been another edition of uh crossover all eyes on cleveland the obr film breakdown with great jake burns myself brad ward uh and with that uh we are out go browns go browns